Mrs. Wood's seances took place in the dark, just as all interesting things should. That evening, as the last candle wavered on the sideboard in the smart Notting Hill villa, London's most influential and affluent believers held their breath. In a few moments, the corridor to the other side would open, and any one of their desperately missed beloveds might make their way through. Taffeta shifted, and bracelets shivered amidst a flurry of cleared throats, but the great medium Mrs. Wood was in no hurry. She sat calmly in her ornate chair before them all, her flickering shadow cast long against the closed shutters of the bay window behind. She drew in a long, slow breath, her eyes moving easily over the faces turned expectantly back. She was their son, and they were her blooms. There were, as usual, twenty-four guests, poised for an evening of spirit and spectacle. Most were patrons, their gems signalling to her in the gloom. But here and there were the unfamiliar faces of those grieving souls who had applied to enter the monthly ballot for one of only eight seats available to the masses at each of her monthly grand seances. Tonight, Mrs. Wood looked for those carefully selected eight for whom she had tailored the evening. In the front row, she noted a pocket-eyed woman clutching a carte de visite. Beside her sat a man of clearly moderate means, a careless nature betrayed by his unappealingly splayed knees. Behind them she took in the mother and daughter in twee matching dresses, and another man a little further along the row, whose jacket was coming unstitched along the left lapel. A well-padded woman sat in the back row, fanning herself with a ringless left hand. And there, in the far corner, a young couple. Ah, there they were. So easy to spot in the end. The only two people in the entire room not staring back at her. Instead, they sat pressed together, staring silently into their laps. Their sadness so captivating that for a moment she was snared, unable to look away. But then the faintest of coughs by her ear returned her to the room, and, drawing in a long breath, she released one last enigmatic smile. The candle, Mr. Larson, she said, and her candle snuffer extraordinaire leapt from his seat at the end of the front row, docking the final flame and plunging the room into a darkness as absolute as death. Mrs. Wood inhaled the collective frisson before exhaling loudly and pronouncing, We begin, as always, with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father. It took only a few moments from the end of the prayer for Mrs. Wood to descend into the trance that would link her to the other side. After a little humming and a discreet moan, she was ready opening the door to the first of an entertaining cortege of the dead through her lively spirit guide, the reformed, but still occasionally salty, pirate of the high seas, Jack Starr. She had learned over the years to pay attention to a seance's emotional journey. Too much frivolity and you became a sideshow, but wallow in too much melancholy and you created a wake. She therefore limited herself to one tragic death per half, keeping an arsenal of livelier spirits on hand for whenever levity was needed. Useless husbands were always good value, or a gossipy old maid, and if she needed something quickly, she found dogs to be most reliable. Everyone loved a dog. 
That night, however, the dog was not required. The seance flowed flawlessly. A carefully curated rhythm, rolling from a husband with a stammer, to a sister who asked why her brother had stopped leaving flowers, to touching declarations from a lover swallowed by the sea more than thirty years before, who quoted a beloved poem to a wave of delighted sighs. When the last spectral visitor, a bracing mother-in-law who elicited delighted titters from the room with an enthusiastic rendition of Amazing Grace, bade farewell, Mrs. Wood felt a discreet tap on her hand, and, with a few delicate moans and a yawn, gathered herself from her trance.